three, two, one. Welcome to Breaking Balance. Redefining work, success, and life balance for all sales and marketing professionals. They are international speakers and coaches straight out of Jersey and the home of Spark Tank Media. Here is your host and co-host, Jeff Lobb and Nikki Brand. All right, welcome back. Breaking Balance. Jeff Lobb, Nikki Brand. Here we go. And we're going to be breaking down fear, man. I love fear. Love this topic. I love it. I love it because it's it's scary. I might be fearful of it. <laughs> I might be a little scared. Um, it's so we say it so often, like, oh, you're fearful of this, you're fearful of that. And like mm-hmm. we don't ever really break it down. And when we started to break this down in conversation, it's a little crazy. It's interesting. Um, it breaks down. It, that's the coolest thing about this. Um, is it's for such a short four little four letter word. Yeah, it's got a big meaning. Words. <laughs> it's got a big meaning. And you know, I think, and I think if you're listening, you know, sometimes you have to have an open mind to this and understand that. You know, the reason we do this is because sometimes we have our own self-realization of breaking stuff down. Right. Um, and when we start to break it down, we even come to our own thoughts of like, I never thought of it this way, or mm-hmm. I never thought of it your way, or right. I thought of it my way. Right. And the whole goal of it all is just trying to get past some of this stuff, whether you're from a business perspective, personal perspective, or everything else. Um, and we'll probably address a few of them just to kind of break the ice on some of the fears, you know, we're having. But our goal is to just get you to think differently maybe put it in different perspective Mm -hmm. and just break through the damn thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, a breakthrough in fear is a, is a small win. It really is. And you know, I was, um, when, when you look at fear as a whole, right. There's many feelings around it. You know, for some people, fear can control them. Mm -hmm. Other people, people fear can motivate them. Other people fear can paralyze them. And there are so many different facets that we figured, let's look at a few and see how they can pertain to you and how we can help. Because one thing I know is I've, I've dealt with a lot of fear in my life. I've looked it right in the face, yeah, right? We so still do. You. Mm-hmm. Every day there's something new seems to pop up where you go, okay, how am I going to deal with this? So let's talk about first when fear controls your life. Okay. Well, let's, let's go from, let's just, let me throw out a few business ones and then you throw out some personal ones just so we can understand, put some perspective of what fear yeah. is. So like from a business perspective and we just, I just refer back to our clients and I refer back to people yeah. we're talking to mm-hmm. and ourselves. Right. Um, so business wise, um, obviously from any sales perspective, if you're picking up the phone, fear of conversation, fear of feeling silly, Mm-hmm. Fear of not knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, rejection. Re- rejection. And we use rejection very easily too. Yep. But that's, there's a lot of different forms of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, fear of um, failure from an income standpoint. Yes. Fear of not hitting goals on a monthly basis. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, we can list and list and list. And you say sometimes, because I talk to people that may have their ego in the way. Yeah. Like, no, I'm really not. I don't really have much fear. I'm like, dude, stop, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you, not that I want to go there with you, but we, like you do. We mm-hmm. all do. Um, and then it could impact business because then it starts to impact business and personal because while you're trying to do business, you've got personal fears happening at the same time, right? Um, whether it's kids or something else. So probably dozens of fear-based stuff from a sales and marketing perspective. Um, and most of it's failure mm-hmm. from a personal side, break down some personal ones. Well, there's a bunch, um, fear that I will take my work home and it's going to affect my marriage fear that I'm not there enough for my kids. 
um, fear that I'm never going to have expectation to what they see me as versus what I am. Uh Right. That's a big one. Um, fear of failure Uh as a parent, um, trying to balance like when I'm going to be at work, when I'm going to be at home. And then the lovely word that comes along with fear guilt. So, so many times fear and guilt go hand in hand. I'm fearful for this with my family. And now I feel guilty. They're horrible, right? horrible feelings to have together. Um, So, you know, fear fear of judgment, you know, what do other people perceive me as? And I hate that one because, you know, we, we know a lot of what we base ourselves on is what other people think of us. And really one of my favorite quotes is what you think about me is none of my business. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's none of my business. Like that That's one. your thing. Yeah. But we bring that into our lives. So you see a lot of the, the business and personal go hand in hand. That's right. And it impacts both. Yes. It impacts it absolutely, it, which is something we don't think about often. It impacts both. And I'll just tell you, I, I would call this a fear, I guess, but this is just like literally yesterday for me. And like, you know, while we might be fearful in many ways or fear less in many ways, um, I actually think I was having thoughts about my two 21 year old kids. And I was almost thinking fearful for them, Mm. like almost like, okay, they're going to be out of school soon. Are they going to be able to make it on their own? Are they going to be able to go out and live on their own? Are they going to be able to go get a decent job? And and I'm thinking, am I going to have to step in and help this mess? (laughs) Or they might be totally fine and just crush it. (laughs) But I'm starting to like overthink that fear for them. So Mm -hmm. now my fear is transferring (laughs) to other people. Um, That's a good point as a parent. How do we not spew our fears onto our children? Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times, well, one, being a parent, we've been there, done that. So, you know, my husband always say, there's nothing you're going to get away with because we've already done it all. Yeah, we've kind of, okay, we made a mess of things. But there's things I'm scared for because I've done it. (laughs) I know. So maybe I'm more of like a helicopter in some ways that I would never have been or my parents certainly, I mean, look. Uh, we were 80s kids. I was an 80s kid. Nobody watched me. No. I love you, mom, dad, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. nobody watched me. I did my thing. Right. Um, so a lot of times fear-based parenting comes in and then you raise neurotic kids. That's right. That's exactly. We could, we could make that unfortunately embedded into their own mindset. Yeah, exactly. So you already taking on a fear for your 21 year old yeah. and their future That's right. that hasn't even happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Like they've got a clean slate. They've got a road of endless possibilities. <laughs> and already you're like, Oh shit. This is gonna be a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, or sometimes I want to trade too. Yes. <laughs> swap you want to go back in time. But. That's I, I said this to my daughter the other day, the, the youth is wasted on the young. So many times I look back and go, why did I waste so much time being scared? when I could have just blank. Right. And that's why this podcast for me is so important and so personal because to stop right now, you know, and we were saying like a good exercise Mm. for you at home. Right. Right now, grab a piece of paper or put little notes in your phone, write down every single thing you're scared of. Yep. Unless you're driving, of course, unless you're driving, driving. then you can always talk. Talk, talk to it. You talk to yourself anyway. All right. <laughs> so I'm always doing that. So yeah, right. Put it all like, down. You wouldn't believe how big that list could be sometimes. If right. You really get into it. Like, right. Like I'm sure I could break things down that sometimes we're not even aware of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's maybe a fear of health. Do I fear a disease? Do I fear a sickness? Do I mm-hmm. fear something that happened to somebody else, but might happen to me? Right. Right. So, and that all impacts my productivity or lack of productivity at work. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you get all these things down on paper, I would encourage you to circle like your top five. Once you get your 20 things you're scared of down, at least, at least circle your top five, analyze them a little bit, look at them and really ask yourself, what if, what if, what if that number three happened? What if, how would I handle that? Or could I even fathom it, you know, on the, on the scale of one to 10, how scary is it? Cause sometimes, you know, I was telling Jeff, I have had a fear, um, for, for a while now of flying and I, I hate it. I, I actually have thought about going hypnosis. I've thought about contacting a pilot to try to walk me through. I've actually thought of maybe going to see a therapist who specializes in fear of flying. Cause I so badly, I, I want, I love traveling, mm -hmm. Yeah. but the, what happens to me before I go is sickening. Yep. Like I physically get myself ill because I'm scared I'm going to die on the plane. It's psychological warfare. You're it's horrible. Psychological warfare. And because I'm so scared now, I will say this about myself. I, I still go, I still get on sure. the plane. Yeah, I, sure. I don't get paralyzed. We were talking about earlier that I do know people who are paralyzed and won't do it. Right. I still do it, but I want to. I want to fantasize about a plane ride where I'm actually having fun <laughs> where I'm in the air, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I love when people talk about how inspiring they, you know, plane rides are. And I mean, look, Jeff, I look at you, you, you fly all the time. I do. And I think to myself, are you ever scared? Like my little sister, Allie flies. She says she has about 200 flights a year. Yeah. She's never scared. Yeah. Why? How? And I ask her, I try to get info, you know, how, and I, I'm still working on that, but I will say I've come a long way because of the way I have broken down fear, you know? And for me, it's one of those things I have to keep saying to myself, have I ever died on a plane? Right. No, no, no. I'm here. Not yet. So You're still here. my question to you out there is why are we so scared of something we've never done? So, so I want to challenge one thing here because I think there has to be a break point. If you're going to, I think the, what if has to be clarified. Yeah. I think the, what if is. If you're trying to really face that fear and kind of be done with it to squash it, mm. you what if it now have the conversation with yourself about it and move on. Right. The problem is if you start what ifing yourself before you get on that plane, Definitely. oh my God, what if this happens? You're in your own head, you you're, you're renting space. You absolutely can. And so can. the what if has to be done. There's a, there's a line that says, let me just address it now. Right. You've got to be done with it now because you cannot what if yourself beyond that. Right. If you do, it'll, it'll fester. The only, the, the flip side to that is what if I have a great flight? That's true. What if... I'm in the air and I feel closer to my mom because she's in heaven. Mm. What if I get on the plane and all of a sudden I feel free of fear? Like these are the, the flips of what if that you yeah. can do to yourself That's right. that I have been trying to do with that <laughs> in particular. Um, because there is always a flip side to fear. Yeah. I mean, when we, when we deal with it from the business side and you know, you know, sometimes people just won't share their fear. You look, right. you look at them on a Zoom call or yes. and you just say to them, listen, why?" you always ask, why aren't you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. And we know the answer is fear. We know mm -hmm. because they're afraid of something. So rather than having to have them say it, mm -hmm. I just kind of circle circle around it and say, listen, um, is it just because you're not sure? I give them the answers. Is it sure you're not sure what to say? Yeah. Are you just not confident in the product? Yes. Are you not this? And then they'll go, yeah, I could probably use some help there. Okay, good. So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Even if you didn't know everything about the product, because no one really knows everything. Right. What's the worst that's going to happen? And we're like, eh, really not much. like, okay, they, they might hang up on me or not do business with us. Okay. 
That's why when doctors are in this business, they call it a practice, right? They're practicing. It's scary, mm -hmm. but they're practicing. Mm -hmm. So sales is a practice. It's a craft. Marketing is a craft. You've got to try things because there is no right or wrong way. It may work on this one and not that one. You just got to keep trying and going to do, but all that has to be breaking down that fear just to go do the damn thing. Let me ask you as a professional who's been in this business for a long time, would you say for people out there who get stopped in their tracks with fear, mm -hmm. Would you say, would you encourage them to take the risk to step outside of that comfort zone and to say, speak up at a meeting or to answer something in a Zoom? Would you encourage that even if they were wrong or even if they answered silly or even if it was had nothing to do with anything, the, the things that may have stopped them from speaking in the first place? How would you as an, a professional encourage people on that other end? So I always, I always encourage people to get uncomfortable and do it. However, there's always that fine line of what you're going to do. Will there be a consequence to it? If we're talking about a proactive like approach to generate sales, yes. it's one thing. If we're talking about speaking up in a meeting and maybe challenging your boss, you know, you need to question that. What's the consequence of that? Because that may just not be a smart thing. It may not be just a fear thing mm. um, because you get up and do it. Hey, I broke my fear, but you also lost your job. <laughs> so I only answer that with a caveat, right. but right. I think, if someone said, you know, I've got to make five phone calls today and I'm really dreading them. Yeah. You got to get them, get over that now. Like mm -hmm. just go make the calls. What are they going to, like, what are they going to do? Jump through the phone. So what if they say, I'm just, I don't want anyone to hang up on me. Um, well then we have to question like, what's the, what's the thing that hurts? Why would they hang up on you? Right. What really hurts? Right. Is it my ego? Is it my ego? Right. Um, I feel like a loser. I feel like a failure at my sales part of the job, you know? Um, you know, it's like the whole, you know, if you look, if you go ahead two years later, five years later in your life, did that really matter? That's did it really great, matter? That's people, a great people really question. hung up on me. People really got mad at me. People cursed at me because mm -hmm. now there's always room to learn from those too. Like, okay, so they did. Guess what? We maybe need to change our approach. Approach. Or exactly. Approach. You change the approach. And maybe that sometimes <clears throat> I, I know if you're fearful of something like that with business is research more, you know, get yourself more prepared. Sometimes being lack of prepared can yeah. bring on fear. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you, if you ask most people being overprepared is not likely going to bring you a lot of fear. Well, I think, you know, fear also because people don't know how to handle certain objections and everything's an objection. Even things we deal with our children's an objection. Like we have to figure out how to handle their nonsense when they don't want to go to school one day. That's an objection. How do I handle it? But if we could just take away the objections and maybe teach people to stop trying to talk to people in a way that's trying to sell them something. Right. And just talk to them in a way that actually showing that you want to actually help them with something mm -hmm. and give value first and do something for them without any commitment. Mm -hmm. Then there's very less likely to have rejection and or objections because now you're leading from a point of giving first. Yeah. Give first. It's kind of like Gary V's jab, jab, red hook, right? Give value, give value. Don't ask. Right. Who, how dare I ask for anything in any business? So if we just, that can help with the fear too. If you take away the fear of that quick rejection, stop asking those questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't, you're not in a position to ask for anybody's business just yet. How about find ways that you can offer to help them with their business, their personal stuff, whatever it is, your, your marketing. And once you start helping them and build rapport, that whole fear breaks down that way because there's almost less fear. There's less objection. So that could be an easy way to do that. That's good advice. I so, like that. But we've got it, but you got to be mindful of that. You got to mm -hmm. think, okay, besides what I sell, what else can I offer of a value? That's what you need to break down. And that's the stuff we work on most of the time. Mm -hmm. What's your value proposition besides that product? I think that's an interesting question. Something to look within 
when you're facing fear is what is my value? What do I bring? What right. makes me special? Right. What make, cause we're, I mean, I know this sounds very hokey, but we really are all special in our own way. Like we all have our own gifts. You can do things. I can't, I can do things. You can't, we all have our own things. So if, if we're, if we're an expert in our thing, yep. right. Yes. And not in that obnoxious way, but like an yeah. expert in our craft. That's right. You know, that does help break down fear a little bit because we're not as scared because we know what we're talking about. Right. But we still have it. Like, sure. you know, when I have to do a demonstration of, hey, Jeff, what would you say? Well, I've got to come up with something. It may or may not be the right thing, mm -hmm. but I still have to sound like with the same approach and practice what we preach. That right. doesn't mean I'm not fearful of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just willing to go past it. Well, tell me, Jeff, you, you said something interesting to me. Um about fear being a motivator. Okay. Yeah. So for some people, like the thought of crushing it, the thought of like, you know, I don't know. It's like this different energy that we learn about, like, you know, it's like this, you know, F you. Right. The big <laughs> I did it. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah, breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. That breakthrough energy yep. can sometimes be like that overcoming fear. How does that work with you with motivation? So if we look at the three that we broke down, we broke down control, it'll control you, motivate you or paralyze you. Mm -hmm. I'm probably more of a little bit of the control, but mostly the motivate. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like picking a personality. Sure. Like that's just, um, I, I've said early on and I'm not sure I understand the answer why, mm -hmm. but I, for some reason have a switch that I can, that I can flip that says fear pisses me off to enough point where I just make a commitment to myself. I'll just ne never let that happen. Now I can't control that. That's not a control thing, mm -hmm. but when I can get myself worked up on identifying those fears, like what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this other than like death, which I can't control, mm -hmm. I won't be around to decide that. Right. But other than that, what, what if this happens, I can turn the switch and say, I just never let that happen. It's never going to happen. Um, I will, I promise myself, I won't ever let myself get to that point. So I motivate myself to never get down to that level. That's a lot of discipline. I don't have a lot of discipline, but that's so just a mindset. It's a mindset. So it's a mindset. It's so a that's mindset. interesting. So now were you born that way or is that learned? You know, I think it's just, you know, we can get into another whole backstory. <laughs> I think it just came from a, from a challenging, you know, I, I was brought up, uh, you know, scrappy in the, in the, mm -hmm. in the, the streets of a city. Mm -hmm. um, but let's just say I was picked up, picked on and beat up quite a bit of my day. So it just put a chip on my shoulder the whole way through. So I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, Cause even when I tell people, you know, we play with a chip. Like, oh, that's like a negative thing. So that might be to you if you have a chip right, on your shoulder. Right. To me, the chip's the power. Nice. The chip's the power. Um, and it doesn't mean for all things, but when something gets me to a point where it pisses me off enough, mm -hmm. just like saying you can't do it. Oh, yeah, no. Come Watch on. out. Let's go. Watch out. You know, yeah, so we get, we just have that mechanism, but that's maybe a personality. Whereas mm -hmm. others, like you said, are controlled by it. Right. And others just simply do nothing and they freeze. And I think paralyzed is probably the worst. It's horrible. And that I can say, you know, there's a lot of different um, paralysis with fear. I know grief can bring a lot of paralysis uh, with, with good reason. And that's another thing I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, there's a lot of fear in life that is completely, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame it. <laughs> yeah. you, you lose a parent, you lose a child, you lose a sibling. You're going to be fearful of, blank something of else. something else yeah. happening. There's right. a lot of triggers with fear. Yep. So, you know, that's where I would, there's a lot of recommendations with that to get through it. Um, and paralysis is a big one, you know, 
but a way to flip that script. And what I've learned with, you know, we both lost yep. um, our moms yep. for me has been to live more, you know, in honor of her. Cause she can't, my mom was a fitness instructor. Right. Mm-hmm. And I fitness has been my Achilles heel forever. And now all of a sudden it, it, something has changed and sparked in me different. And I just keep thinking, you know, I, I had gotten a tattoo. My mom loved the song free bird. I have Freebird right on my ankle, right above it. I'm not a tattoo person, but this represented. And when I work out, when I stretch, I see Freebird. Yep. And it, it gives me that I got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the paralysis that I had with her for so long has flipped into I need to live my life for her. So grief can bring on a lot of that paralysis. And I feel people for that who absolutely have to like go back to work right away, deal with death. And go jump right back into their jobs. That's right. Go jump right back into being a mom or a dad. It is not easy. Um, I think I think people need to help others. You know, when you I think paralyzing needs to be identified. Like, yes, if you have somebody you work with or somebody you're living with or something right. that is paralyzed, like you need to help them identify that because sometimes they just don't even know and they're just curled up in a ball most of the time, which is terrible. So it is terrible. So you, I think that that needs the biggest help because of recognition and awareness. And most um, times too, when you can see someone so paralyzed by fear, especially in the workplace, like Jeff just said, reach out to them. It is important, yep. you know, or in your marriage <laughs> or in your home life or with your kids. Like there's a lot of red flags with that type of fear um, that do need help that we, I, I say. Yeah. And I, you know, even think about, you know, kids in general or, you know, the younger generation, they, I don't, you know, sometimes we see them, as adults, or we see them take a role. Like mm-hmm. I watch kids, it, it sounds crazy, but I watch kids like play a sport, even if say fifth and sixth graders, Yeah, they play a sport. They're like these little men and women out there on the field and they're just smashing heads and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. When they take off their helmets and they're sitting on the sideline with a kid, yeah, they're, they're like little kids. babies. Like, Oh my God, like, they, these are the time same. They got their psycho parents on the sideline. <laughs> so when, <laughs> but then you really talk to them and how naive they are. And I even know. when you get to the 20 and 30, yeah. they're naive and we don't realize that sometimes. So mm-hmm. we have to sometimes, you know, if we question fear, I would just ask that question is so, What's the worst that's going to happen? Like, if you have to get up and do a presentation for school tomorrow, what's the worst that's going to happen? What kids are going to laugh? Um, why would they laugh? What would you say that would make them laugh? Do you want to make them laugh? Or mm-hmm. like, kind of work them through the process. Like, either way, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Um, I think that's an interesting into the next part of fear is facing it. So a lot of people in the work field ha- have a fear of public speaking. Yeah. A, a fear yeah. of it's like talking. The number, it's like it is the number one fear. It is, I think it is right? Yeah. A, of talking to... Um, their, their peers, their boss, you know, their clients, and then God forbid having to get up and speak in front of people. Now we're in an era and world right now. That's, you know, we're zooming that 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 world will come back. Right. So we wonder facing that, facing that fear of just speaking, talking to people. Why is it so scary, Jeff? Um, I, I think it's, you know, I, I can't, tell you i've had that don't get me wrong i still have that fear or maybe it's a different type of fear maybe yeah. it's a nervous energy fear. yes i mean I, f- I always said if you don't feel that feeling before you get on stage yeah. you probably shouldn't go right right it's like it's a different energy but at the same time people are paralyzed by it. right like you can't um so i don't know if i can identify why um other than just the fear of not knowing what to do what to say mm-hmm. and it's funny that when um and i think we have to break those barriers down i remember telling you and this is a good story we did this uh, about five, six years ago. Spark Tank put on an event called Deliver, mm-hmm. which is the book from here. Yes. Deliver, right? Yes. So, and we invited in C-level execs and, and management and we kept a small group and we put them through a two-day ringer of getting on a stage, off a stage, 
working the floor, speaking. But I think one of the most purposeful things we did that I think made a huge result in day two was we set up a, a what if session. And we had a strategy. It was so much fun for me, by the mm-hmm. way. Holy crap. It was, I made at least two or three things go wrong oh. on every speaker. I right. made their microphone stop yes. working. Yes. I made their slides go down. They had nothing nothing on the screen. Right. They didn't know what to say next. Right. But I made them understand all the things that could go wrong just about and then just how to handle them. Right. Because guess what? The fear was you put it there in their face. Put it in their face. They had to Make face them it. feel it. They faced it. They dealt with it. And then we taught them how to get past it and how oh. to move on. Now, it, it probably didn't cure fear, but it taught them and gave them enough confidence to not be fearful of that because they didn't have that to moment. handle it. Right. So it's kind of like handling objections in the business. But yes. we had such a result the day two of that. I really would love to put on another event like that one day. Oh, but, I would love but to be a part of it that. It was so much fun to make that what if section because they were so nervous. But we even prepped them and say, if this happens, here's what you do. And they really <laughs> took well to it. Yes. They really did. Because that's um, real life, right? It's 100% You know, totally you know I know, uh, like you, when you're going in front of some thousands of people yeah, there's and the friggin' mic doesn't work, mic the doesn't projector's work. not on, you know, all of a sudden someone's like, I can't hear you. And it's like, you get thrown off. Or where was I when I was we talking? Even, we even had hecklers. We had some oh, heckling. Like wow. someone's taking a phone call in the middle. Like, so you can't, it's distracting. And yes. like, so we did everything like to, to make. So, but either way, the point of that is we put all the fears out there, out there and taught them how to handle it. And while it's probably not everything that can happen, we hit all the majorities. Yeah. And I think that was a big, big help. So if that was a lesson, that's what I took away from the whole event regardless of them doing really well. Um, That's a cool, it's a really cool um, thought to, to run, you know, a, a weekend motivation thing like that. You know, I, I bet there are a lot of, you know, head of companies right now going, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, and you'll be surprised who really thinks they are good at what they do. And that's, look, we're, I have to work on my craft all the time, but like, I'm not even saying I'm great at it. I think to me, it's always working in progress. But some of those people that have that ego, like I got, I don't even need to show up. I'm good. Um, and I had people excited. question me. I had people question like, what am I really going to learn there? Like, I, I kind of do this for a living. I'm like, okay, cool. Like right. if you're I good, stay home. That. Like, you know, but I'm going <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> but anyway, if you break that down and just realize like, what are the things that people see, not what you deliver, yeah. but that comes to anything that's life. It's in front of kids. It's if you're a teacher in school, mm-hmm. like, you know, you think you do a great job, but what's really happening out there. Sure. Are you really connecting? What are the kids saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So it applies to a lot of things. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, you know, again, when we're looking back at all these different things, I feel like there's a lot of nuggets in here for people to take away. Um, But I, I, I certainly think when you're talking about what you're fearful of, I love, there's a few quotes. There's so many good quotes. Yeah, on I want to, I want to so end many. with mine. For yeah, sure. I got yeah. Really there's so many good quotes. I would highly recommend like going on Pinterest and put in fear quotes. Oh yeah. This is actually what I do before I get on a plane. Yeah. I'm not joking. I fill my a notebook with so many with fear pin, quotes pin boards and, and quotes. I have to sit there and say my quotes on the freaking plane because I get so in my head, but it actually does help. It helps me look, calm I, down. I, I look fear. I mean, fear is, is, um, it's mainly, it's a mental game but could turn physical. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, Oh yeah. So, I mean, we, yes. have, it starts in here and then it, it we call it manifests itself into all sorts of symptoms and Absolutely. craziness and right. whatever it does. So mm-hmm. we have to manage and I have this, you know, manage what takes up rent in your head. Like we have to try and fear of uh, find that thing. And mm-hmm. if part of it's fear, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Fear is not going away. It's always going to be there. The question is, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. How do you manage it? And then just how do you get past it? Mm-hmm. And I, I really think too, with fear, the flipping the script, <clears throat> um, acknowledging it, 
you know, almost giving it, giving it the space. Yeah. Okay. This is who you are. Yeah. Uh, you're here, but then trying not to feed it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I also know sometimes just saying I'm, I'm scared of this out loud. I, I know it sounds crazy, but once it's out in the universe, it's done. It's not in your yeah, head you look anymore. At it, it's a weakness. Do you think it's a weakness? Right. Yeah. And most times it's, it's really not. It's, not. it's really not. Um, the, one of the two things I, my quotes I like, and um, I said this to a girlfriend recently who was going through some scary stuff. And I, I've said it to my sisters too. It's very simple, the, the faith over fear. And now this isn't like a necessarily like a, a God thing or spiritual thing. That if you believe in your heart, that 1% in your heart, if you believe something is greater than the fear that's controlling you, well, then that's the truth. So when you're in that situation, you know, do I believe in myself to public speak in front of my office? Is there a part of me that does more than I don't? Well, then you do. And so that faith over fear I constantly, that's how I get on my planes. That's how I do things. I constantly say myself, do I actually believe this? Because if I believe it to be true, well, then it's great. You're saying, you're saying that if you believe it at least 1%. In my heart. At least 1%. If I, that means it's greater than the fear. Because fear seems to be all, all controlling unless I want to control it. 1% of me is greater than that fear. Then I can control it. Then I think we all have that 1%. Somewhere. And I do. And I really believe that. Um, and my other two things are... You can look at fear as face everything and run or face everything and rise. Hmm. And I really like that when I get scared of something because I don't run. I face things. Face it. I rise. Yep. I rise. So let me hear my my last two um, is just, just tell yourself there is no more fear. You need to deal with it. It's just dealing with fear. It's not necessarily having fear, it's dealing with fear. So dealing with it. But my favorite quote is, uh, you need to do the things you don't want to do to be the person you want to be. And a lot of that is breaking through the fear. So the things that I don't want to do is usually something I fear. It's comfort. And it's comfort. So Uh, mm -hmm. it's whatever. So whatever that fear is, is we have to force ourselves to do those things that we really say, I really don't want to do it. That's your trigger. To get to, to go that do it, to get person, to, that right. to get to that point, to get to that success, right. right? That we know we can achieve. I mean, it's, it is really there in all of us. And I will say this too, goes back when it goes back to everything, regret and guilt and all those crappy things that go yeah. along with fear when it's all said and done, right? When it's all said and done, do we want to look back and say, I didn't do it because yeah. I was scared of blank. I don't. When it's really not going to matter at that point. It doesn't matter. (laughs) When you are on your deathbed, and I saw it with my own mother, it didn't matter what her fears were. She wasn't scared of anything. Right. She wasn't scared of anything. And you look back and do you want to actually say, I should should have always done that. I should have never been fearful of that. I should have, like, you you don't want to go back and have that conversation with yourself. No, we don't. So. So, Cool. I hope you could take something away from this, guys. I enjoy this topic. I really do. Yeah, and it's a great breakdown. So uh, thank you guys very much. Um, Reaching out to us, of course, uh, BreakingBalance at sparktankmedia.com. Reach out to us, connect with us on social. And uh, we'd love to chat. We're going to be having some new guests coming on soon. Yes, we yeah, will. In the next couple weeks, we've got a few I'm more excited. I'm um, excited. So you'll see some other faces joining us here on our platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Bye. See you.